Welcome to the Cinema Swamp. Okay. Let's party. In episode 57, we all list our top five favorite 1970s films. It was a decade of terror, destruction, anti-heroes, and the beginning of the summer blockbuster. We hope you enjoy the episode and stick around for another installment of Last Movie on Earth. Here it is, Cinema Swamp, episode uh, 57. Uh, where we're gonna take you back to the past with a little 1970s flavor. We're taking you to a time of Bee Gees, Vietnam War, a time when <laughs> Nixon resigned and our country was in crisis, much like it is today. <laughs> Welcome to the 70s, man. And as the country was in crisis, so were the movies. Not in quality, but more just in plot. They're all kind of had a darker tone about anti-heroes taking over and lots of movies taking place in the streets with guns and you know dirty hairy i don't think any of mine are (laughs) no you know that's i mean by the time star wars came up it pretty much destroyed all the anti-hero genre pieces that were coming out before and we went into a blockbuster escapade that led into 1980s cinema which is that's basically all the 80s is is big giant blockbusters made for every audience to enjoy. And I love that decade, but you know, we're talking about the 70s today. Uh, it's Justin on the mic, by the way. I wrote that whole opening up. Nice. <laughs> um, but with me today are, if you say your names, don't make me beg. Bang, okay, Bang. say it. Say the names. That, wasn't, that was demanding. Zach, say your name. Zach. No. Oh. <laughs> Chloe. Hi. Yeah, there we go. Oh, and then we got Hunter. Uh, I'm yeah. Hunter. Chloe is sick as well. So if you hear uh, intermittent uh, coughing throughout, uh, I'm not going to edit it out. So just deal with it. I took you're medicine. Gonna... It's not working. <laughs> you're going to edit out every cough? If you don't drink that whole thing, you won't get healed. I told you. True. I hope when she is coughing while Jesus. someone's talking, it's just like, eh. for you, Jesus. Ooh. And yeah. <laughs> Wait, it kind of tastes good. So we're all gonna get high on cold medicine though, but or cough medicine. But anyway, uh, Hunter had a little idea for this episode uh, after Terminator got pushed back a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, not that that movie ended up being one to you know jump to the theater to see opening day anyway. So I mean, we'll talk more about that in the future. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a there's a decent amount of movies to catch up on before it, so right. it's reasonable. There are Take better movies out right now. Yeah. You can also just stay home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could just stay home and watch movies. Doctor Sleep's coming out, so I feel like everyone's mm-hmm. more excited for that movie. That movie's getting good reviews, I guess. I mean, similar to what yeah. I feel like Terminator got, but... You can't really use Rotten Tomatoes as mm-hmm. your. <laughs> Seeing you and McGregor in a starring role is always good. Mm-hmm. So. Christopher Robin. Plus he's got. I that. didn't see that, but yeah. Plus he's got that beard again, so I just I can imagine it's Obi Wan. So. Descendant or not descendant of, of <laughs> ancestor of Obi Wan. Right. Um, but anyway, Star Wars takes place in the same universe as The Shining, and uh, while we're at it. Uh, Top five 1970s movies. Yeah. Or movies released. Should I talk a little bit about the idea? Yeah. So I... 
when when I first got Letterboxed, I was obsessed with making lists on there for like everything I could possibly think of. Um, and so I had like a favorite list from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and so on. Um, and so I thought it'd be fun to do our group favorite um, from each decade because in less than a month, or no, less than two months, is uh, 2020 and we could make another list of a best of, you know, 2010s list eventually. So mm-hmm. I figured it'd be cool to work our way up maybe like one a month or something up until then. Yeah. And so, starting with 70s movies, because that's probably the most that we've seen going back. We probably haven't seen as many 60s movies. You didn't want to do a top 10 1920s films? Come on. I could do the two I think I've seen. <laughs> but um, Actually, I felt like I Metropolis. Felt <laughs> that's it, really? Metropolis, Phantom of the Opera, Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. I have Nosferatu. Um, I haven't seen it. I'm trying to think what else there was. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to really sit down and look. I've actually, I think I've seen more 60s movies than I have 70s movies. Well, uh, you know, why don't we do a top five 1960s movies? <laughs> just just do a flash 1960s <laughs> episode. I was actually surprised, like, how easy the 70s list was once I started looking. Because I was like, oh, yeah, there was a lot of big movies that came out mm-hmm. at that time. It seems like, like I said, blockbusters started getting really big and dominant in, like, the 1980s and i feel like 1980s is where a lot of the movies that were popular are still mm-hmm. popular today kind of the same with the 70s as i found out but not nearly as much but i was still surprised i was like oh yeah this movie did come out in the 70s this one did too so the top five was actually quicker to make than i ever thought it would be mm-hmm. my number one 60s movie is the batman movie the 1966 <laughs> live action yeah. batman movie nice second is sound of music uh, number one is on the music. Get out of here. Should we Actually, do like a, a very short, just like let's our, do our quick our top three. Top three, just uh, Sam won't go in depth with them. Top number one's Batman. Number two is Planet of the Apes. Number three is Sound of Music. Wait, nineteen sixties movies? I'm breaking up. Yeah, with you. Uh, I feel like this is just. I feel like <laughs> we're just gonna so we're just gonna second. do it quick. Okay, I'll just, go quick. Just number one, three. Sound of Music. Number two, Mary Poppins. Number three, West Side Story. Yeah. We're doing top three. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can do. A I mean. More. I uh jeez oh man oh I'd have to look uh this is, this is too hard like there's actually a lot of movies that came out you know what what if I did showing only the watched films that would help that's what I was doing yeah, okay how about movies I haven't seen and then just watch them <laughs> um alright if I were to make like a top if I were to make a top three I think the number one movie on there would be The Graduate mm, for oh. sure Number two would probably be uh, Night of the Living Dead. And then number three, I don't know, like Fistful of Dollars maybe? Dang, man. You're just like picking the ones I was going to pick. Yeah, sorry. No, it's fine. I'll probably choose. I might want to switch Planet of the Apes up with Psycho. Oh, you know what? Planet of the Apes for my number three. Never mind. That's a good movie. All right. Um... I'd say Night of the Living Dead. Uh, and that was our either Lawrence season. of Arabia, maybe. <laughs> um, I wasn't gonna do uh, um, the Good and Bad, the Ugly, but I think my f- I think my top favorite is uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh yeah. So. It's been too long since I've seen that. Well, now that we've. 
Now that we've done the 60s movies. Yep. Now that was our flash episode. (laughs) This has been Cinema Swamp. There was a lot of big movies. Now under the 70s. Yeah. (laughs) So I think it would be best is to go around one at a time, do our fifth favorite, and then go around again, do our fourth, third. We've done this before. Right. Yeah. Um, Who would like to kick it off? uh, I'll go. Uh, Robin Hood. Disney. Oh, Oh, the 1973 Robin Hood, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fox. What the fuck? There you go. Yeah, I I love this movie. I love the opening. I always uh, whistle the Roosters song. Yeah, always, <laughs> always whistles. <laughs> it was actually one of my favorite like Disney tapes that I'd always hmm. watch as a kid. So yeah, I've never. I think I've seen it, but I don't remember any details about it little john is basically blue yeah there's, there's like what they probably just had like this one guy who only drew bears yeah well they they've extensively done youtube videos of like robin hood probably ripped off the most animation from other disney movies mm-hmm. yeah. where they would just like trace over it so yeah, mm. you're, you're right there but it's still one of my favorite robin hood movies probably right behind men in tights hmm I don't know. I've never. I. It's been years since I've seen it. Um, Robin Hood was released on VHS numerous times, and it's funny that I never actually owned it, given that because it it was like the first Disney movie to be released on VHS. Is it? Yeah, oh, yeah, I know everyone's gonna dig into the comments saying no, but <laughs> I. It was. I think it was. I know Pinocchio was like really close to being the first one. But I think Robin Hood was the first one, I, and I think I own that edition somewhere. But anyway. Yeah. Got any more thoughts on the Robin Hood? I love it. No, oh. just it's not that come to mind right away. Favorite Disney movie, probably, or of the animation, like or of all time, or out of, of all the Disney animated movies. It's not my favorite of the all the Disney movies, okay. but it's one of mine. Mm-hmm. It's probably my top ten animated Disney movies. <coughs> nice. Yeah. There you go. I forgot about animation. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chloe's turn. Nice. We're going that way. Okay. <laughs> My number five is Halloween. Nice. How many ratio out of five is horror movies on your list? <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of good ones from this era. I'm just wondering <laughs> if it's all. <laughs> so I actually surprisingly haven't seen a lot of them. Like Jaws okay. is in the 70s. I've never seen. Yeah, okay. It. No, I haven't seen Jaws. I I yeah, you don't need to see it. It's lame. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I still want to see it. Worst but movie. Everyone was wrong when they saw it. <laughs> I only actually have two horror movies on here. They're have like you seen... Creepier... Is one Texas Chainsaw? No. Okay. Exorcist? No, I've actually oh, never seen go. The Exorcist. Willy Wonka? Stop looking at my list! <laughs> that is <laughs> horrific. <laughs> but anyway, Halloween, 1978. Good old Halloween. Mm-hmm. We have talked about it before to a point. I, we, to our we did, episode. yeah, we did a Halloween episode. Yeah, but we discussed that one in the new movie, and uh, it's worth seeing in the big screen if you mm. if you ever get the chance. I just realized I don't think I've ever. I, I recently watched uh, Rosemary's Baby, oh, I and I've never that logged it. Never said you never put down that you saw. Why would Rosemary's Baby make your top five then? Mm, no, I don't well, think so. I would imagine you'd watch a movie one time and be like, "That's it." I just watched guys on YouTube watch all the paranormal activities. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> my number five is Apocalypse Now. What? 
So I've only seen it once. Um, but there was a lot in there that I didn't expect the first time around. I feel like a second watching, I still wouldn't expect it. And I think a lot of people love this movie and a lot of people like hate on it. And I don't think I love this movie, but it's really intriguing that like I think merits many watches, I guess. Um, and I just like I want to watch it again. But I'm making myself wait like another year to like watch it again. I so don't know what it's about. It's basically uh, apocalypse. It's a no. it's a few commandos in Vietnam that have to take a riverboat deep into like this Vietnamese jungle to like. It's it's one guy, um, Martin Sheen, um, and he has to like, he has to kill a rogue Vietnam like captain, um, and by the time they get there, it's like pretty horrific and just it's really deep. But um, at the same time, I don't know like how deep it's, and it's really like give and take because it, it was. It's a um, Francis Ford Coppola movie, but like a lot of people think that he's just like trying to flex, and that's like his flex movie. <laughs> and flex it's really good, I think. But there is parts of it that it seems like a filmmaker is just trying to be deep when there might not be as much there. So anyway, but in the end, I really like it. So I watched that movie in a film class. Well. It was one where you read the book and then you'd read the you'd watch the movie. Mm-hmm. So I read Heart of Darkness, which, besides the central theme, doesn't really have a lot to do with Apocalypse Now, mm-hmm. and uh, it's such a hard book to read. I, I, what I'm saying is, I I hope to watch the movie again outside of that book because mm-hmm. I think it maybe ruined the experience for me because mm-hmm. I was I think. It, I, thinking too much about the paper. Seems like it would be a good book. Is it a good book? No, it's like so hard to read. It's difficult. I hate how books are in movies. It's not, well, it's not even like, it's not like, (laughs) when you even talk about, no, it's like, it's not even like it's doing the whole like Vietnam thing. No, it was made many years before that movie ever came Mm -hmm. out or the Vietnam War happened. But Mm -hmm. the book is kind of about that same thing about going into the jungle to retrieve someone. Mm Mm-hmm for their crimes or whatever but it's it's just a hard book to read like and it's only it's not too long but it's like mm-hmm. God, i think i have a copy somewhere so if you ever want to <laughs> just warp your brain for a while i i just i was not into maybe it. i've read some like <laughs> crazy books like i read naked lunch but i don't know it's more about time <laughs> to read but anyway number five for me we're starting at the bottom right <laughs> rocky uh, Sylvester Stallone's like movie, like the movie, American classic, guys. I don't know. I really, I it gives me a good feeling every time I watch it. Mm-hmm. It's the movie about triumph, perseverance, uh, working towards a goal despite having nothing. I like it. You know, mm-hmm. it's very simple. It's very easy. And yet, watching it, you're like, wow, this has never been done before. That's how I feel mm-hmm. when I watch it. And I'm like, why did it take this long? Yeah. <laughs> I think but, it's the ultimate underdog story. Mm-hmm. And it produced a great line of sequels that are either good or cheesy. And I don't mind that at all. Equally <laughs> fun to watch, though. Yeah. So, Rocky. I love it. And uh, 
defining point of the 70s, I believe. My number four? Yeah, so go on. Another major defining film of the 70s. Monty Python. better underdog story. (laughs) The Life of Brian. (laughs) I was close. I said Monty Python. (laughs) Well, I mean, it is. The Holy Grail, I meant, but yeah. (laughs) The Life of Brian is my number four. Uh, I believe I've talked about it before on the podcast. I think it was one of my last movies on Earth. Mm -hmm. Um, Always look on the bright side of life. (laughs) 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 It's just a crazy... I don't know. If you grew up in the church and then watched this movie, it's like almost blasphemous. Really? <laughs> in a way, kind of, because I mean, it's like rewriting yeah. the Bible. But <clears throat> it's it's a fun movie, and just like him always getting like confused with like Jesus, I guess, or mm-hmm. like as a Messiah. He accidentally starts his own yeah. like following, basically. Well, because yeah. everyone's <laughs> waiting for the Messiah, so he like just so happens to be born the same time as Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's like... Uh, I forgot how it... I only watched it the one time. But how he started like getting a following... <laughs> I think he was just, like, disagreeing with, like, some fake prophet. Yeah, he was just, like, kind of going off. And then, like, <laughs> people started, like, following him around. Yeah. Because yeah. isn't he just being reasonable or something? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. People believe But him. everybody's, like, reading what he's saying completely wrong. Yeah. And they're, like, not listening to him, even though he's, like, reiterating it. By the end, when he's getting, like, crucified. My favorite scene in that movie is when all those guys, he thinks they're there to save him. Yeah. And then they just commit suicide in front of him instead of saving him. Yeah. They're, like, they're like saying, like, bless our Lord or whatever. And they're, like, doing it for him. And they're, like, Hurrah! And it was, it's making fun of, like, everything in that movie. And, of course, everyone, even at that, when it was released, that movie... There was there was like protests against yeah, it. Sure. It had a hard time getting released in America. Hmm. I think they wanted stuff to be cut, and it's like not even like that inappropriate. It's just that it made fun of religion so much mm-hmm. that, and I mean, I was calling out stuff too. There's a scene where like Jesus is talking, and there's people in the way back who just can't really hear. Yeah. So they're like, "What is he saying?" And then there's a guy who's just kind of like making it up he's yeah, like they're he's, like telephoning it he's down. like i think he said blessed be the cheeses <laughs> and then this other guy is like acting all smart he's like he's like interpreting it for them he's like well he doesn't really mean it directly it's more of a metaphor and i'm like that's exactly how everyone is too like then <laughs> like, the women will like since the women can't like stone people they can't like be part of the trial there's like a guy selling fake beards to women <laughs> so, like, so they can stone sell because <laughs> doesn't his mom like put on a beard yeah. to like stone it this <laughs> but yeah that's my number four it's really good that's <laughs> Yeah. My number four is Willy Wonka. That is a good movie. It's a great movie. One it's a fantastic favorites. movie. I referenced it today. Did you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah you did earlier. <laughs> you get nothing. What do you like about it? Um, I really like Gene Wilder's acting. Mm-hmm. And I've read things since that came out that was like none of the other actors met him beforehand. So like mm-hmm. when he came out with the... Um, with the limp and then he went right into the somersault none of them knew that was happening mm-hmm. or like the tunnel scene they didn't know that was happening either so and, like, uh, <clears throat> when he was screaming at Charlie he didn't tell Charlie he was gonna do that yeah. <laughs> so the tears are real <laughs> yeah. it's just it's great it's a great old movie I do like that one 
kind of big change they make in that movie where they actually have Charlie kind of mess up himself mm-hmm. and like he's got to apologize and everything because like the book and the Tim Burton movie only make they make Charlie like so perfect. I don't mind it, but like after the seventies movie did that where they like actually kind of made him more of a kid who's like, hey, he messed up too. I was like, oh, that's really interesting because he actually—I feel like he earned it more. In Wait, the end. wasn't it the grandpa though who kind of? Yeah, well, <laughs> kind of, but <laughs> like, but also, I've, but also, Charlie was stealing the Gobstopper oh, yeah. at the same time. True. I've like seen like conspiracy theory videos about how who is it, Grandpa Joe mm-hmm. is actually an asshole. He's actually <laughs> like. He, they're like so poor, but he always has money for tobacco and like <laughs> lays in the bed and doesn't do anything. But as soon as Charlie brings home a golden ticket, mm. like he okay, jumps boomer. right out of bed and starts dancing. <laughs> Even though it's like way off, but you know, Grandpa Joe's just sitting on like this big chunk of like retirement from Wonka Factory. Probably. <laughs> well, you know, when he gets up and dances, all the money's falling out of his pocket. It's like. <laughs> Anyway. So yeah, I'm not a fan of Grandpa Joe, but everyone else is. It's probably one of G- like Gene Wilder's best performances. I mean, yeah. definitely. I I really like his interpretation, mm-hmm. obviously more mm-hmm. than what Johnny Depp did. When I I like Grandpa Joe in uh, Johnny Depp's film. What was that? You you like all oh, Grandpa, Grandpa Joe? Joe. Yeah, because he was like. He's kooky. Looked like an owl. Seemed a little <laughs> more innocent. <laughs> I like the Giant Depp one a lot, but I do too. Actually, I really do like the movie. It's but. not like even I don't even consider it like a remake. Like it's, no, it's just kind of so a, different in tone, but yeah. captures a lot of the same. It follows you know way more too. Oh, the second the one does. Mm-hmm. No, oh. the, yeah, the remake. I, okay. I guess you would call it. <laughs> yeah, another adaptation. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, yeah. My number four is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mm. So my number three is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, is it really? Well, why why did why did they call it Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory rather than Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Because I think the first Willy one Wonka is about Charlie, Willy Charlie Wonka. Factory. Well, the second one's about Charlie. Yeah, the second one is a little bit more about Charlie, like a lot more about his story. Well, let me let me ask you this: in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, we don't really learn anything about Willy Wonka's backstory. He's just kind of there. Meanwhile, we get a lot of Charlie's backstory, and we follow him. In Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, we get a ton of Willy Wonka backstory, yes, and yeah. by the end, it's kind of his redemption arc in a way. Mm-hmm. So maybe Tim Burton did that on purpose. I'm saying is why they switched the titles around, and also why did they put Willy Wonka? In se- Was Willy Wonka already like a candy by then? Like were they already making like Willy Wonka branded candy? So know. were they just profiting off of that? Because I kind of that could have been it. They could have been coming out with it at the same time. They're like, "Oh, Wonka brand will make this movie Willy Wonka," so then the Wonka name will be. Mm-hmm. I kind of always thought it was that man. That river of chocolate though looks like just sewer. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah good. The is it, I think it's epic movie. The where they go to the Charlie, they go to the, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. the Wonka factory. And there's a kid drinking out of that, and he's like, "Oh no, that's the sewage runoff." And he like, he's got like corn in his teeth. It's oh, so oh, nasty. Dude. Wasn't it? Uh, what's his face? Who played Willy Wonka too? Uh, uh, Crispin Glover. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, Crispin Glover. That's so gross. <laughs> you know, Damn. um, I actually also like uh, <laughs> the original movies. Oompa Loompas are better too because like you, you just look at them and you're like. What the hell are those things? Like you don't know, but like in the new movie, they're like, it's uh, it's 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 Deep Roy. He's obviously like from a different country, and there's 
kind of I, I can't help it but when I watch it I kind of have the back of my mind like this really is slavery like it really <laughs> feels like that whereas yeah. the 70s movie at least I could accept that well, I don't know where these guys come from is it <laughs> slavery cause he what they said they wanted to work for <laughs> no we want to do this okay <laughs> I guess it's not I guess he doesn't chain them up and whip them I'm a responsible slave owner. <laughs> Why should I lose my slaves when everybody else is treating them wrong? I treat mine fun. That's from a, that's from that like stand-up special about gun safety and gun gun laws. Oh yeah. And the guy like relates it to slavery and how nobody wanted slavery to be taken away. And then you had the one guy who's like, I'm a responsible slave owner. And I always think of that. That, that show Daybreak I was talking about. There's this like funny kind of small bit about that too about mm-hmm. slavery. <laughs> But I can't help but when I watch the Timber mm-hmm. when I think of that. I when I was a kid, I definitely thought that. I'm like, that's slavery? <laughs> yeah, right. that I never slavery? thought about that. I was like, why did they just keep copying this one Indian? Why don't they overthrow Wonka and <laughs> take over his business? <laughs> Profit straight. Wonka's... Think of all the cocoa beans are with, he's withholding from him. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's a, what they really they need like a union guy to get in there and be like, he's not paying yeah. us the correct amount of cocoa beans. We could be getting more. We'll make a we... sequel or it's just a revolution of, <laughs> of Oompa Loompas taking over the factory. But it's like after Charlie's taken over, so it's like poor Charlie. Like. Yeah, there is a book sequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Really? Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. Mm-hmm. And they've never made a movie of it. Is he just like trapped in the elevator? <laughs> I, they, I assume they it's fly around. It's just a three-hour conversation of him and... <laughs> you know, I like I like that in the new version better, is the glass elevator, which actually looks like a glass <laughs> elevator rather than the new, the original one, which looks like this rocket? like radiation machine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's just a microwave. <laughs> oh, yeah, this, you know what? this Honestly, is nuclear. <laughs> all the costumes and sets and even, like, the gobstopper candy make me think of radiation. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it just, like... It, it, it looks, looks like, like Lego pieces. It looks it to me cool. like like one of those. You remember like the fancy erasers used to get at, like yeah. the book fair. Yeah. yeah. It looks like just like the tip of an eraser that's like wild looking, and <laughs> people just put it in their mouth like nasty. You know what's badass it's like about pure it too is that like you never see what happened to the kids I, in the book. They show what happened to them, mm-hmm. and I like that the new one kind of shows it because it's different. But the original one's like, yeah, you never see them again. I like to think that they all died. They're all dead. Like, <laughs> Willy Wonka killed them, and he's Wait, about... Well, so... yeah, Willy Wonka is just George Weasley after Fred died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you heard that theory? I have, it, but that sounds correct. I mean, now it all makes sense for, like, the magic portion of that's it. That's why he's hard yeah. of hearing in one ear. <laughs> that's why he is, it, isn't he? That's why in, uh, in his office there's only half of everything. If you look yeah. in his office, oh my god, yeah, because he lost half. Oh yeah. my god, that's so messed up. Yeah, but so good. You get nothing. <laughs> you lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> we can move on now. I just, we, I, I like talking. It's a good about movie. It's, it's yeah. a great it's movie. All your guys. Oh, we didn't even talk about the creepy tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> that was okay. You know that whole scene. Like everyone's always like one of the scary childhood moments I'm like it's fine for me until they just show a chicken getting its head cut off and it's like excuse me <laughs> what, was that? what was that all about and like the whole scene's so fake anyway cause it's just you can tell the boat's just standing in one spot and they're just playing projectors in the back and it's like oh it's so scary but then here comes the chicken and it's like why I'm more scared of Willy Wonka and like his face and what he's saying there's no Mm. earthly way of knowing (laughs) which direction we are going (laughs) he just starts screaming Uh, me too
Well, I, I could say my number four, um, which is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> One of the funniest movies of all time. Only reason Life of Brian wouldn't make the list is because I just find this movie to be funnier. Because I think it just nails every aspect of... Like, I don't know, like, filmmaking? It makes fun of, like, cheap filmmaking, but, like, other kinds of filmmaking as well. Like, even, like, the beginning is, like, there's subtitles going on with mm -hmm. the regular titles, and <laughs> clearly the guy doing the subtitles, <laughs> like, that's the whole joke. But I'm like, who even thought of something like that? Back back in, uh, I think the movie came out in 1971, like, who was even thinking of something like that? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I've, I've always seen hey, that movie many where times. Where did you get that coconut? <laughs> <laughs> Like, every scene in that movie is... It's it's just a road movie, but every scene is so memorable. Mm -hmm. um, I like, yeah, the... Um, when they go up to that guy who's just up in that tower, and he's saying his uh, famous... It's like, your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of elderberries or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh... I don't know, there's just so many funny... Oh, like, one of my favorite things ever is... Uh, where they keep cutting back to that guy just running towards them. And it's the same thing over and over again. And then, like, he finally makes it there. I mean, they make fun of everything there. Yeah. Because even when that guy is bringing those guards there, they, like, keep following him and not understand that they need to stand at the door. Then they stand there, and they watch that guy, which is another joke. But he just kills that other guy right away. And the other guy just sits there all bored, and he's like, hey. <laughs> it's such, like, well-written comedy. The Black Knight getting all his limbs cut off. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a flesh wound. Like that's such a quotable movie too. Moon. You can mm. like quote it all the day long. And I think Bring out has... your dead. <laughs> Bring out your dead. I'm not dead. The guys, the guys who just slap the boards against their head. <laughs> How do we know she's not Bring a woman? you dead. What else? What else floats? Wood. So how do we know she's a witch? We build a bridge out of her. <laughs> Wells floats ducks. ducks. And <laughs> and then when they do like they like they weigh the scale, they're like, ah, oh, she's a witch. And he's like, she's like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> like, yeah, she's gonna get killed. She like <laughs> agrees with the logic. Like, Whatever. I guess you're right. <laughs> oh, I could talk about uh, that forever. Uh. <laughs> anyway. Great movie. Uh, I think everyone has seen it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I watched it with Chris Johnson. I thought you watched it with me. I watched it at your apartment when you lived in I on fell campus. Asleep. <sighs> do, I remember. Was that the do, one with do, the do, bunny do. in it? Yes. Mm -hmm. I remember that scene, and that's it. Do you remember the cops showing up at the end and arresting the whole <laughs> cast, and that's just because they they. Oh wait, yeah, I do remember that. Because they too. murder they murder the um, documentary guy. Who's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just like random, and he's just like King Arthur goes up to him so happy, he's like ha ha, and, he just, <laughs> and then like it keeps cutting back to them with like like cop cars. They're trying to figure out who murdered him, and they're like, what happened? His wife's just hysterical. <laughs> There they are, officer. There they are. <laughs> uh, Man. Yeah. Anyway, Zach's was Willy Wonka. Yeah. No, Do you want to discuss Willy Wonka? You, uh, refer to like ten minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, the past ten. Minutes. We just played like the last ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Play over again. <laughs> uh, Chloe, what's your number three? Star Wars. There we go. That's your number three. Yeah. Just wait till you hear my next two. Oh boy. <laughs> Is it the holiday special? That was seventy-eight. <laughs> Is Star Wars the greatest movie ever made? Well, I mean, I guess it's not your. It's only your number three seventies film, so I guess it can't be. And it's not even on my top ten of all time. 
of all time. Well, I believe that. It might be in my one, top 50. It's my number one of all time. Of everything? <laughs> you know what's sad? Star Wars isn't in my top five 70s movies list. Oh, okay, because I was going to say, I feel like it's probably in everybody else's, but yeah, it's, it's not, mine. not even in yours. I think, like... I mean, I want to hear more what Chloe has to say about it because it's her number three. <laughs> but I guess I'd, I've seen it so many times that, like, it's... I'd seen, like, all... I'd, I'd seen, like, Am- Empire and Return of the Jedi before I saw that one. And so, like, when I saw it, it didn't feel novelty, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I don't have, like, a good first-time viewing experience. I've seen it a lot, but, like, it's it's still not, like, my go-to. When I watch this, the series, I have to watch that one first. I really appreciate it, but it's it's not my top five. It's in my top ten seventies so movies like list. You have to like, like it's a hurdle where you have to watch it. Right now it is, but it's still like it, it's in my top ten because of like how much I do love it, you know. But it's not my top five, you know. Like if I had to watch five seventies movies today, it wouldn't be one of my five. Well, is it? It's in your list, right? Well, of course. Should we just have an open discussion? <laughs> yeah, we well, could. It's let, the me, let me ask Chloe real quick. So, you know, well, it's it's your number one, isn't it, Zach? And yeah. So it's mine, too. So we'll, we'll, how about we just get back to it again? But <laughs> okay. uh, We'll save it for the end of the episode. But have you seen the version that's on DVD or VHS? Have you ever seen the original version that doesn't have the Jabba scene, for instance? I saw whatever version my grandpa had. So I'm assuming that might be the VHS version. I That's the so. bootleg. The bootleg cut. <laughs> the completely <laughs> remade with Asian actors one. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> I don't know, like, there's... I, I, I mean, I think I've seen both, but the first one I saw was the VHS one. Star yeah. Wars Rising Sun. Good one. So it has, like, the crappy-looking CGI Java <laughs> Or the human Java. It's the one that's a Godzilla movie. The clip a whole scene. Yeah. Which are, like, explains <laughs> so many scenes. <laughs> it's like Han Solo's talking to someone, and then it just cuts to Godzilla just, like, destroying yeah. something. And then Han Solo's like, yeah, yeah okay. Well, I feel like it's a weird discussion with Star Wars because you always got to remember, oh, they have like new versions of it now, and mm-hmm. I think it does considerable damage to the original movie, like pacing wise and story. Because I would say like, oh, it's like a perfect story, and I think it has mm-hmm. the least amount of fluff to it. Like it's like every scene is supposed to be there, and it just works. But with the special edition, I just don't think it's the same. That Jabba sequence is like one of the worst things I feel like in mm-hmm. the entire special editions that they did. Well, didn't but, they have the Jabba scene, but it was like a, just a guy? No, because that was originally just a deleted scene, and they were going to oh, okay. put in something in there, but they weren't sure exactly what. I think they were hoping to do some kind of like matte painting, or at least maybe do like a separate like blue screened claymation character later. Uh. But then, obviously, they were like, well, the technology's not there. And I'm like, well, yeah. Mm -hmm. But even if you... One of the people that they interviewed for the movie, uh, for the, actually, uh, documentary, uh, The People versus George Lucas, they (laughs) interviewed one of the producers of the original movie. And George Lucas has gone off many times saying that that scene was meant to be in the movie and it was just removed because we couldn't get there with the technology. But I knew we'd get there someday, so I saved it. But... The producer 
was in the documentary saying that no we originally did have that scene but then we knew it wasn't going to work out with the technology so then we put all of the stuff in that scene in the Greedo scene mm. and that's why all that dialogue is there instead right because now when you watch this saying the same thing twice. and George is making it seem like the Greedo scene was always that way and also this other scene was there that scene just had to be cut out he was like no that scene had to be cut out and they knew it so then they added the stuff to the Greedo scene mm. and now when you watch the movie it's like wow they're talking about Greedo and how he works for Jabba and they're talking about you know how he's just gonna give the money to him and then and then he runs into Jabba <laughs> and then the very next scene and he <laughs> says the exact same stuff some of the lines are even exactly the same yeah. and it's like what? it doesn't help that also in that scene there's like someone who looks exactly like Greedo in the background right like yeah. and I'm like I know that some species look the same but like you can't do that in this first Star Wars movie yeah. have someone look exactly like a character you just had it's annoying it's yeah. seriously so stupid That's, yeah you can't have like and those scenes aren't too far apart either mm -mm. So they're like, no they're one after the yeah, other because so, it wasn't supposed to be there it exactly. ruins the reveal of the falcon by the way because you oh, see yeah. the millennium falcon in that That's scene true. it mm. also ruins Jabba because Jabba was the type to just I, I was terrified of yeah. in this movie he's just like Mm -hmm. See ya, Han. I guess you'll give me my money later. That's like yeah, he's more like like uh, Dexter, Jester, or whatever that guy from. Hey, Tech what do you know? Yeah, he's like more of like <laughs> that level. He's not like this big grand like mob boss. He is like a almost like the level of like a like a lone shark or well, something. Like okay, Greedo was willing to kill Han, mm -hmm. and then Jabba's just like, oh, you don't have my money. Okay, well, well you, I'll see you later. Oh, and, and you killed you Greedo? Got me, right? Well, since he killed Greedo, I guess that means you're pretty bad. <laughs> and you killed my employee. Yeah. <laughs> Please, leave. The guy who already screwed me over killed my employee Take who was ship. faithful. Take your ship that's like the fastest in the galaxy. Yeah, leave. it is a bad you, scene. You got me. Oh, man. All I would do is, like, you think in Return of the Jedi, they gotta add a scene now where Luke talks to Jabba when he's, like, the last one to show up at the palace and just be like, by the way, Jabba, why did you let Han just go? <laughs> and Jabba's like, one of my stupidest mistakes. He's secretly in alliance with the rebels and he wanted the Death Star destroyed and he knew Han would be the one to bring Luke over <laughs> to the Death Star. It's like, that's why. <laughs> He's like, and then they're like, well, wait a minute, now there's a Death Star 2, and you captured Han, and Jabba's like, I didn't know there was a second one. <laughs> <laughs> just dumb. That whole scene's dumb. It, like, to me, ruins... I mean, I don't even care about the shooting first thing. Like, I, I even though that's so stupid, I, I care more about just... That Jabba scene is dumb. Yeah. Not to mention, like, he also, at the very end, because, you know, there was originally a human actor there, so Han ends the scene by saying to him, Jabba, you're a wonderful human being. And, like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't really? Make yeah. <laughs> you're a wonderful human being. And it doesn't even make sense now. Because yeah. Then when they do, like, the CGI, it's like they brought Harrison Ford in just to, like, voice over voice that over part. Because well, you're, you're a wonderful slug. It's funny because totally even, even Jabba kind of does this, like, little head tilt, like, 
wait, <laughs> like, what do you mean? Is that a joke? And like, also, you know, so when there was just a human actor there, they didn't have like a long tail following him. So yeah. Han walked behind the actor at one point. So when they had to animate the scene, they had to have Han walking over Jabba's tail. So not only did he kill his employee, and he's like, look, I'll get you your money, bitch. Yeah. But also, <laughs> he walks on <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's this wonderful because they had to like edit Harrison Ford like basically stepping up oh, no. and it's this horrible glitchy looking Ugh. like it's it's 1970s quality film suddenly being shifted with like Photoshop uh. like doo, doo, doo. <laughs> oh just like when Terminator would walk in the first one no. oh, yeah. motion. we'll get to it it's worse than that okay anyway that's we'll get more to Star Wars but that's special edition stuff it's just a taste for what's to come Hunter, your number three. Do you, does Clay have any more? Do you have any more to say about Star Wars? No. All right. <laughs> it's good. I think everyone knows. My third favorite movie is Rocky. There we go. Well. Um. Yeah. Ultimate underdog story. Avoided it for years because I thought it was just gonna be like a bro dad movie, and I even when I was watching it, like I didn't want to like it, but I couldn't help but just love it and feel connected to every character, and especially to Rocky and like. Yeah, probably the most. It's probably the most emotional I've ever been in a like watching a '70s movie. Was Rocky, so and I don't think another '70s movie could get me that emotional. <laughs> so, because I can't sing or dance. Hey yo. Hey. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It spawned my favorite movie from 2018, which was Creed Two. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and uh, cried in that one too. Cried in that one many times. So, yeah. Love Rocky. Did we talk about all the Rocky movies? Yeah, we had a whole... Yeah, because I watched when all Creed of them two came out. three days. <laughs> yeah. That was like almost a year ago. Yeah. I was trying to remember if we did them all, but there you go. I just I feel like I've seen them so many times, but mm-hmm. now I remember you saying that because I was like, yeah, three, four, and five. Like if you watch those one after the other, it's like one. It yeah, takes place over I the did. course of a couple days. I watched three, four, and oh, five yeah, in does, one day. And I'm like, and somehow Sylvester Stallone's son goes from like like a little like three year old to suddenly a teenager, and I'm like, excuse me, yeah. like, <laughs> been, I've been gone for a week. <laughs> yeah. My uh, Rocky Five, man. Ooh. Forgot how horrible it is. Sue me for what? <laughs> God. Um, my number three is Steven Spielberg. Sorry, I just remembered Rocky Five. <laughs> I just I haven't thought about it in like a year, and now I'm just like, wait a second, the movie sucks so hard. Okay, I'm sorry. He sees the ghost of Mickey. <laughs> what's just like, wrong with that? How stupid like his kid is like in a yeah. street fight. No, like, I'll tell you what's stupid. All the, the whole, bystanders, how stupid they are. The whole <laughs> like, central plot of that movie is stupid because yeah. it's essentially like Rocky gave all his money to Polly to go and invest, and then he lost it all because the guy was who he invested it with was not a straight shooter. And I'm like, really? And it's like, now he's poor. Now he has to live in the exact same area and dress the same way as he did in the first movie. And I'm like, this is nostalgic. That was a really convoluted way to get up to this point. They just haven't spent it all. Isn't that weird? Like, they were already nostalgic for the first movie by the time 1990 rolled around. And they're like, mm-hmm. let's make it like the first movie. And it just it's just not good. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, my, my number three is the Steven Spielberg classic, Jaws. <clears throat> 1975. Um, it, there's a reason why it was like the most watched movie at the time. It's because it's good. And it's not just 
another B movie where the shark attacks. And it's the best of those movies because many movies have tried to be the same thing since, and they have all failed. Sharknado. Yeah, well, maybe that one was the best. <laughs> Deep Blue Sea. Hey, yeah, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson. Dolphin Tail. Hmm. <laughs> the Shallows. <laughs> Honestly, though, it's the reason Shark Week in general just still works so well is because the characters are good. The characters interact well, and it's like Steven Spielberg really showing off his way of filming uh, characters having conversations where they feel very real. Mm. These characters feel very real. They don't feel like stereotypes. I feel like I know these characters and I feel like I've ran into people like that in my lifetime. So, um, I like that. And the mayor is very believable. You know, anybody could, like... trying to keep everyone happy. Right, you could turn that guy into, like, oh, he's just all about the money, and he's trying... He doesn't care if everyone dies. It's like, no, like, they have a very good, very believable arc with that dude. So that's a character Mm -hmm. they pull off well in. Of course, we have the three main characters, which are a lot of fun. You haven't seen Jaws, though. No, I've never seen Jaws, but there's a true crime story that I know of that's tied to Jaws. Oh, where Jaws kills a guy, and then... (laughs) And then Jaws everyone tries to framed. find him. <laughs> Put him away. <laughs> it wasn't the shark, I can prove it. <laughs> Jaws 5, The Trial. Listen, yeah. here... <laughs> I have my alibi. Jaws. <laughs> the people versus Jaws. <laughs> the shark. Bruce. They haul him in with a tank. I didn't do it! If... What's something that, like, a shirt... I don't know. If the f- gloves don't fit, you must acquit. Like, I don't... If the fins don't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I like Jaws. I... A lot more than I did when I was a kid, anyway. Because it's grown on me a lot. And now it's, like, one of my favorite Spielberg movies. And definitely was, like, well... He, he, his first big movie, and it was good right away. Like, not many people can say that. Good mm-hmm. for him. So... I hope he goes somewhere with this career of his. Yeah, up and coming director like him. <laughs> Where's that guy? <laughs> yeah, who's heard? Anyone heard what he's doing lately? My turn. Yeah. All right. If this wasn't my number two, it'd be my number one. <laughs> uh, Blazing Saddles. Two, three, Probably, I would argue one of the best comedies of all time. Right. Satirical perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, we've kind of talked about this before in my top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, every, I, I love everything about it. And I know people get mad about it because it's, like, racist, but it's poking fun at racism. Mm-hmm. I don't, there's, like, not anybody, actually, who is mad at that movie that I've ever met. But I've seen people bring it up where like, they're, like... Like, I've seen, it like, online people talk about it. But. I feel like that to be a stretch. I feel like I've I, I've seen people talk about it in that they'll like raise it up and they'll be like, "This movie could be made today," and it's hilarious. And I'm, it's usually people who are kind of, you know, they're they're the type to call out snowflakes and stuff. And you're triggered and people like that who are like, "Blazing Saddles is amazing." I'm like, well, people who I guess you would call snowflakes or triggered also still like Blazing Saddles because. It's offensive, but it, but it does it right. It, it because does it very well. Because like I don't know, like one of the easiest things they did was they they made the black guy the hero of the movie, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's never the one they're making fun of. He's they're the making... smartest. He's always the smartest man in the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all the racists yeah. that look like idiots in that movie. Well, that's the thing. Who's the the I forget his name who just directed Joker? 
uh, Todd Phillips. I could see this in his hands and it going very bad. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, well, and then he would say, oh, it's movies guys like, like this can't exist anymore. It's guys like him that's like, yeah, so like yeah. this can't exist. Well, okay. Those are the hands that would do it very bad. Whereas if you put it in the hands of someone like Jordan Peele, <laughs> or maybe... Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Um, there's someone else I just thought of. Uh, Have you guys seen Jojo Rabbit yet? Maybe it's even like, I don't know about Spike Lee. <laughs> Spike Lee might get something completely different. <laughs> it would, it would, it's not necessarily bad, but it's not good. It would be making more of a statement with him. Yeah. Like, I still think it'd be good. Yeah. Hell, I mean, Black Klansman was almost a comedy. Like more Yeah, that's comedy why I thought of it. On, I'm so. like, what if you did it with like, some of that humor from Black Klansman? It might actually. He, now I'm kind of interested in that, like him doing like a Mel Brooks yeah. movie. Okay, let's start a petition where <laughs> Spike Lee, Taika Waititi, and Jordan Peele all to make their own version of Blazing Saddles, and whichever one wins wins. Yeah. I guess Mel Brooks is only getting older, and I, I dearly wish that him and Taika Waititi would do something together. Or at least he'd be mm-hmm. in one of his movies. What was the last thing Mel Brooks did? He's only done some like voice work and some random like cameos here and there but he hasn't like directed a movie since Dracula didn't love in it yeah. so I, he's pretty much done like I think mm-hmm. he's pretty much retired yeah, but but I but I want to see him like you know it'd be cool if he had a hand in something else and I think Taika Waititi would be a good choice he's seriously Space been Balls writing too. all of Taika Waititi's <laughs> movies Spaceballs too. they were gonna do that I mean they were yeah. really seriously talking but about it um, take my pitch you know Mel Brooks you can have it I just I think <laughs> I even talked about it I think I even <laughs> talked about this when we did your top ten, but Blazing Saddles, everyone always saying, no, oh, it can't be made nowadays. I'm like, so, I'm like, you just fell asleep during Tropic Thunder, and they then they'll say, well, that's ten years old, and that couldn't be made today either. I'm like, but it's only ten years old. Like, what are you talking about? It was made today. It was only mm-hmm. 2008. And then I'm like, have you seen Sausage Party? <laughs> Jojo Rabbit exists. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. but these, like, it's really just mm-hmm. people who love Blazing Saddles <clears throat> I don't think they get what makes it funny. I don't think they get no. that it's actually not nearly as offensive in the they way see they think it is. And then they get triggered. Yeah, yeah. Well, they just think, oh, you know, they're saying the n word, so there you go. That's offensive. I'm like, yeah, but you, you had the biggest idiot in the room who said it, <laughs> along with saying something stupid when he's saying it, and immediately after you had the black guy showing him why he's an idiot. And he does it. God, that main actor in that movie is so. And I, oh God, I don't even have his name because he just either. he did very little seen, work afterwards. I've but. only seen him in two movies: it's Blazing Saddles and Once Bitten with Jim Carrey. He's actually he's been dead since like the '90s, even. So hmm. I I don't have his name on hand. Uh, I should look it up. But he is awesome in that role, like because he just if for a movie that's a satire and everybody's really blown up you have him and Gene Wilder who are just playing it straight mm-hmm. and they're just like lost in this madness. Leave but him a little. Yeah, there we go. And he, but he's just kind of smiling the entire time with this like smirk, and I'm like, it's just like the funniest thing ever. And I'm like, yeah, God, I wish, I wish I could see more of him in movies, you know, like just because I, I don't know exactly what else he did besides Blazing Saddles. I know what Gene Wilder's done besides Blazing Saddles, obviously. Mm-hmm. Young Frankenstein's a great movie, but we just I watched, talked about uh, Willy Wonka. I watched Bonnie and Clyde, and he's in Bonnie and Clyde. For like a really short scene. Gene Wilder? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Holy he's shit. him and this other like his wife or girlfriend get picked up by Bonnie and Clyde, like or I think they steal their car and they end up like getting drinks or something and I can't remember how, how his scene ends, but it's a very small scene. It's actually maybe his one of his first stuff, because I think that's early sixties. Wait, who did? Gene Wilder was in Bonnie and Clyde. 
I can't remember what year Bonnie and Clyde was though. It was the early sixties, I think. But you know, Django Unchained is just a very, very subtle remake of Blazing Saddles. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. It's very cool. I mean, well, the beginning, I guess, because yeah. in a way, it's like I I think Tarantino even mentioned that he took some like influence from Blazing Saddles as he takes influence from many movies. And I think this movie's pretty quotable too. You don't have to say like the N word to quote well, right. a lot of the best scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gene Wilder's fourth top top fourth movie is Bonnie and Clyde. Hmm. That was nineteen sixty seven. That was probably one of his first roles. But that's crazy. I didn't even know that. No, Blazing Saddles great. Makes me want to watch it again. Might have to pop it in soon. I haven't seen it in a long time. Good, good music too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our town is turning into shit. <laughs> like there's a lot of subtle things in the background where you wouldn't notice otherwise, or just. Like everyone in the la- in the town's name is Johnson, so they're like all inbred. <laughs> <laughs> Small stuff like that. Chloe, what is your number two? Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm. Yes, I'm glad someone said it. Still haven't seen it. Such a good movie. Also, I've not seen it. I don't know if we'd probably like it. I'd probably like it. Tim Curry and Drag. Who doesn't like that? That'd be something that we could all watch. That'd be too wild. That yeah, it's a, it's a very entertaining. Oh, well, incredible. Have you ever seen it live? No. Okay. So, oh, I think it's done showing live, isn't it? What did they do in Duluth? It was in Duluth. They had it in Duluth a couple years ago. It I know that they've done it. I know last month for sure. Oh. Um, one of my old coworkers wanted to go with me, and I wanted to go so bad just because mm-hmm. I love Rocky Horror to bits. It would have been great. Could they make a sequel? Well, not exactly. It was like Rocky the, Two Horror well, Picture Show. It has the remake, wasn't it? Well, well it's they, called, they have that. It's musical. called the Creed Horror Picture Show. They did a musical <laughs> that wasn't live. It was just like a recorded musical on Fox a couple years ago with Laverne Cox. No, 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 not that. But one. but they have a. It's not really a sequel, but it's it's kind of in the same vein, the same yeah. director. It's called Shock Treatment. Yeah, and it has I've like the same couple, that. right? From what I've heard, yeah, it's got. I, I, but I've never seen it. But apparently, it has nothing to do with Rocky Horror except like they bring some stuff over, and it's got the same kind of like feel to it, mm-hmm. and it's the same people behind it. So, but I've never seen it because I've heard that it's quite awful compared to Rocky Horror. But I do love Rocky Horror a lot. You know, I saw this movie when I was like twelve years old. That's not the time to watch it, <laughs> but <laughs> I did. And then I saw the live version many years later, um, where they play it on screen and they have the actors do it and I hated it because you got the audience like yelling things and I get it it's part of the experience and that's kind of what the movie became was a movie I guess people make fun of but I'm like my issue is I'm like no this is actually a good movie though that, that's my problem like why I don't want I just want to watch it I just mm-hmm. want to watch it on the big screen I don't want people making fun of it because I'm like this is actually a good movie mm-hmm. and people I think people see it and they make fun of it and they have this idea of like, oh, it's fun to make fun of that bad movie, but it's like that movie is making fun of bad movies. Like, it knows exactly what it's doing if you watch it Mm -hmm. by yourself or, you know, at home. Where did you first see it? 
Um, I was staying at a friend's house and we were sleeping in her camper and it had a DVD player and we watched it there. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was incredible. I think it was on Netflix for a while even, but mm-hmm. that was quite a while ago because I tried showing it to a couple friends and they were just not into it at all because they thought, oh, this is too weird, but I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. Hmm. It pro- it would have made my top five list if not for these, but mm-hmm. I, I do love Rocky Horror a lot. I've, I've never seen it. I'm really excited too, but really because I have no idea anything of what it's about. And I know, babe. you guys haven't said a single thing about the plot, which I love. Because I love, <laughs> I've, I don't know a thing about it. I have seen like Perks of Being a Wallflower, which they like reference it, but still I have no idea. Mm-hmm. So I'm Tim excited. Curry and Meatloaf, that's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alright, don't say anything else. <laughs> Whatever happened to Saturday night? That's my like favorite scene ever because I I don't even want to spoil it, but it's good. Don't please don't spoil it. (laughs) He just shows up. He's like, (laughs) yeah, I haven't seen it either. Oh my god. Oh, we should watch that sometime. We should add that to the list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Movies we should watch. Last time we watched anything together. All right, we're done. We don't hang out anymore. Yeah. You guys have probably been over to watch something before. Since since Murder Party. Oh, John Wick. Last thing we saw. Yeah. Well, you guys. No, last thing we saw yeah. together was Tarantino. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. I have really bad memory. True. Double. All right, my number two is a more recent one, um, <laughs> but I've watched it twice since the first oh, you, time I saw I thought it. you meant, like, recently released. I'm like, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so. Came out yesterday. Christopher Nolan's <laughs> um, <laughs> Network. Um, I watched it. Network? Just network. No, the mad as hell network. Um, I saw it the first time, and I think I did my last movie on Earth with it. And then a couple weeks later, I just couldn't get it off my mind, so I watched it again. Mm-hmm. And I still want to watch it again. I really, really like that movie. Um, the overall story is really cool, but every single conversation has a ton of like really cool like not only thought it, it not, it's not only like good personality but it's just everything is every single conversation is thought provoking and it has really good character development and like just I'm really really into it so I, I don't know if you guys are do you want me to tell you kind of the gist of it at all I know nothing about okay it. um it's basically a news anchor in the 70s from like a kind of like a dying network essentially or at least the news portion of that network like cbs or something it's just going out of style um and he hears a rumor that uh his department the news is going to close down and so his next time on the news he kind of like starts to lose his mind and threatens to like kill himself well then their ratings get boosted and so they're like oh we'll keep him on the air and um like basically through that like the network just kind of exploits him through it kind of like 10 million merits black mirror which episode is that that's when they have to like pedal for their merits or with the the glass and stuff yeah similar to it yeah kind of the ending of it Mm -hmm. is somewhat only this is like he doesn't know he's being used or is that when he does know this one is like he like it goes farther and farther and farther and there's like time jumps where you don't know like it's like a day and then soon it's like how many years has this been going on Mm -hmm. to the point where like the network's whole 
focus is like this crazy big almost like the price is right thing where like he comes out on stage like a prophet and just like rants and it's like very like well timed with like modern day stuff too and like the commercial where uh it's my money and i want it now mm-hmm. that it spawned from this movie and from a different way so like i don't know it's really cool um it's like every character except for the main guy who loses mind howard beale every single character is just horrible pretty much just evil people um and uh it ends basically with them like once he stops losing his mind in a way like he's not not relevant anymore they know that the only way to keep their ratings is for him to die and so they basically pay an audience member to kill him so on show well it's like so they have this it's cbs ish so like they have another show about like these like terrorists like russian terrorists where they like it's like a documentary TV show about Russian terrorists, and they pay one of these legit terrorists or a like communist terrorists to kill them on their set. So it's like they're monetizing this other show on their network to boost the ratings on their same on a different show on the same network. It's just insane. And then forty years later, we have Fox News. So yeah, so it's Anchorman Two has a lot of similarities in a way. Yeah, except it's not as satirical. It's a little more straightforward. This yeah. movie is like. It is a satire, but it's amazing how many things it was mm-hmm. like, wow, predictions that it yeah. got so right. Yeah. And I think it was only intending to kind of poke at the current state of news, or at least where they thought it was going. Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they didn't even have an idea of, like, cable news yet, mm-hmm. but it's, like, exactly what that movie was interpreting. So. Yeah. It's, yeah, like I said, I watched it twice, and I want to watch it a third time. Um, and I've been like kind of starting like a new um, music endeavor where I'm, I want to write a, a concept album and I'm writing it around the like, idea of like Howard Beale's son from Network so he's going to be like one of the main characters similar to like American Idiot so I don't know that's the I just really like the movie a lot um, my number two is Clockwork Orange, which, why is that your number one? <laughs> we, you could talk about it more there, but I mean, this is a movie, and this is another movie I watched like at like 13, which, which probably isn't a time to watch it, yeah. but, <laughs> Yikes. yeah, but no, it was, it was, I really liked it even then. Like it's a movie that. As far as Stanley Kubrick goes, I think it's his best, but it's also, I think, his most, like, easy to follow, um, and it also just works, and it still has that kind of same visual style. It's amazing. If you read the book and then watch this movie, it's crazy just how similar it is to the book. Like, some of the lines are exactly the same, even, Mm -hmm. so I, um, always really liked the style of this movie and just kind of the... The nature of it, how it kind of messes with you, it challenges you. We kind of, I think I brought this up when we did Joker, but I said, like, like Joker, Clockwork Orange has a character that you're not supposed to like, that you're not supposed to be praising, but when all the bad shit happens to him, there is a part of you that's like, no, this is wrong. Like, this isn't correct. Even though I feel, I'm happy that the people are getting back at him, but 
as far as his ability to like fight them off or whatever, I mean, it, it challenges you. And I'm sure there's some people who watch it and are like, "No, that's how it should be." Which I don't, I don't even know if like Stanley Kubrick did have like an idea of it one way or the other of like what is correct and what's not. Like, should we be doing this to people if it existed? And um, you know, it. I don't know. I, I think it's. It's just a real cool movie. It messes with your brain on several different levels while also having crazy visual style. And, um... Um... God, I'm trying to think of his name. Malcolm... Malcolm McDowell? Mm -hmm. Crazy actor. Crazy mm -hmm. good actor. And he's supposed to be a 15-year-old in the movie, which I don't believe. But, mm -hmm. you know, if you think about that, it makes it even more messed up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Way more. So... Way. Good time. I didn't know that when I watched it. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like... That would have been very different thinking about that one. <laughs> they don't, they don't really bring it up at all, except for the fact that he is a student. Yeah. But they don't really and bring he's it. he's living with his parents. But yeah. I just kind of thought he was, like, my age living with his parents. Right. Not 15. Mm -hmm. Yikes. So, I kind of... Yeah, if, when you think of that, you're like, wow, kind of... Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder how the movie would have worked had they gotten an actor who did look younger. Who was like that age, but I like I Tom think, Holland. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that you wouldn't have been able to get away with. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Who? Okay, <laughs> no. <laughs> who would imagine? Okay, who would? <laughs> this was made in 2019. Who would play him? Well, you just said it, Tom Holland. Tom I would Holland? love to see Tom Holland play just to do something uh, completely different from Spider Man. Yeah, Jesus, I've never uh, seen it. Wow, give it a watch. Michael Sarah. <laughs> Michael Cera now. Uh, yeah, Michael I guess he could now. still be fifteen. You know, as far yeah, as definitely could as far as Michael Cera making a chilling turn, just watch Molly's game, and I think he takes a chilling turn in that movie in a way. Like he freaks me out, like more pisses me off. But anyway, that's we can talk more about it when we get to Chloe. But um, we're doing well, number ones now. Yeah, let's just talk about Star Wars, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's your number one. Yeah. That's my number one also. Well, let's so just get it awesome. over. Yeah, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Oh, Star Wars. <laughs> Talking about Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Okay, listen, Hunter. Star Wars is the greatest movie ever made. And mm -hmm. this is why. <laughs> Actually, I remember one of the first times we hung out at, um, I think it was at, Seven West. Mm -hmm. I because I think we were talking about movies, but it wasn't. You were saying to me like, not your favorite, but what do you think is like? It was either the most important movie of all time or the greatest movie of all time. And Maybe. I said, I really, early on, you. I remember this conversation because I went into a deep dive about why I was like, Star Wars is the greatest movie of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, to not that it's my favorite, and not that I think it's even the best movie ever made, but it is the greatest movie mm -hmm. because. It's a movie, like, because I was saying, like, anybody in the world can watch that movie, and it still works for them, because it mm -hmm. has the same common goal that everybody Everyone. has. It's got a positive story to it. It has mm -hmm. ideas of the future, about progression, um, Space as far rise. as technology progress. It's got, like, so many, uh, so much symbolism into past events, but also, like, the idea of, like, things can repeat in the future. And it has characters that can like anyone can relate to like the scoundrel or the young kid who has great like aspirations or the 
girl in the group. The robot. Like, classic. Classic. The robot, her the robot friend. Classic archetypes. Chewbacca. <laughs> the the hair. We guy. all know a Chewbacca. <laughs> we all have a Chewbacca. And like I said earlier, I think it's absolutely <clears throat> well paced, good story that's been told many times before. But when you hear it from this movie, it's like wow! It's like you've never heard it before, and. I think it's the most well-paced of the bunch. I think it's got the best story. If you just watch this one, to me, like, I, I think if there was only a chance to ever see one movie in your entire life... And murder Party. What did you say? <laughs> murder, murder Party. party. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but this movie is so outside of, um, of culture or history, but also ties in all that stuff as well where you can relate to that movie without knowing anything else. Mm-hmm. And you could watch it as your only movie ever and not know that movies are even a thing. And you could watch that and you would be satisfied and be like, wow, I'm glad I have that in my life. Yeah, Tokyo and, Drift. Yeah, <laughs> exact same for Murder Party. Just saying. And I feel like so much of our pop culture has sprung from that. Like, if you, if you like, made a kind of family tree kind of thing starting from Star Wars mm-hmm. so much has been inspired from that and Star Wars started the whole like blockbuster revolution basically mm-hmm. of making these giant tent poles that would be shown around the world uh, to be enjoyed by the entire world not that a lot of people find positivity in that some people have argued that that maybe has ruined cinema. I think... Well, are you talking about Scorsese? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I read that op-ed piece, and I, I do have my disagreements, but we're not going to argue with Martin they, Scorsese. They just get, yeah, it's but, also okay, just an op-ed. It, it started with... Okay, so I, I don't consider them cinema, but that... Whatever, I forgot his first quote, he just, but he, then it became, it's garbage. Well, okay, if we want to talk about the op-ed for a second... Because it kind of ties into this. He says that he was talking about how... What he originally said about Marvel movies. He said he didn't consider them cinema. And then he clarified. And he was like, I'm fine if everyone likes them. And I'm just... Kind of reiterated again why he doesn't really consider them cinema. And even though I think he's kind of wrong. Because he says that... Oh, you don't really get an well, emotional connection to characters But I can understand that if you don't like them. But right. then... But then he kind of change what he's all together talking about and he's saying my issue is that it's all these big blockbusters being shown and those are the only movies being offered and that yeah these movies don't take risks and yeah there were movies back in the day that were blockbusters like the Hitchcock films but he finds those movies to be better and more risky whereas these movies don't take risks and while all the theaters like the independent theaters are falling apart and it's harder to see movies while these are the only movies that are accessible. But then Coppola jumps in and also starts talking trash and then he starts talking like more trash essentially more yeah about like not just the movies but the fans of the movies mm-hmm. right I, I can't stand that because honestly when I read it I and some people and there's some things I agree with like I'm like yeah I'm a little I'm a little bothered that independent theaters fall apart yeah. and that streaming is becoming the norm and that a lot of the only movies that are really accessible are big blockbusters in the theaters but his argument is that those are the only movies people have access to but I don't think this is an issue with access I think the issue is is that Netflix exists and that movie tickets are too expensive Mm. take for instance that there's been a number of franchises that have come out in the last couple years that have not done that well even though they used to do well but they don't now because Mm -hmm. people just don't want to go buy for crap anymore Mm -hmm. the Marvel movies are actually good movies at least Give them credit. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, 
of, I, of course I'm annoyed that some people, probably the only movies they'll see this year, are Endgame, Captain Marvel, and Spider-Man. Of course that <laughs> Fast ticks, and Furious. Yeah, of course that ticks me off. But, at the same time, man, they are lucky that those are the three movies they're going to see this year, because damn, are, are those good, good movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'd rather, because, and yeah, I like the art house, and I and every year my favorite movies are, movies are probably smaller anyway, mm-hmm. but I'm not... And I... I I can see, like, I can understand his point of view of things to an extent, but once he starts talking about us, the fans of movies, mm-hmm. then it kind of, I don't know, it, it, Here, it I a, credibility. I have a meme to show you guys. I want you to read it first and then read it out loud after you laugh. Okay. Um, after- <laughs> so, Such this, a is, this is from uh, Hard Drive News, which is like the onion or click hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> click hole. <laughs> <laughs> now he's really into Marvel. <laughs> okay, so I'll read it. Um, it's it's a picture of Martin Scorsese with like a shit-eating grin. Um, and then up above it it says, We convinced Martin Scorsese the scrolls were a metaphor for Italians. And now he's really into Marvel. <laughs> As like the headline. So... Here, well, here below it, the skulls, the scrolls were ostracized by the Cree, just like Italians were by the U.S. and other immigrants <laughs> during 40 years of mass immigration. The Cree scroll war is a metaphor for World War II, and Captain Marvel is like President Benjamin Harrison. Bravo, Marvel! He claimed after reading a Word document he we printed out, which we supported these claims. <laughs> and him and Coppola are film gods. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, they they can shut up. Well, okay, so like I. I disagree with them on the whole Marvel thing, just because. I mean, of course, of course yeah. There's, there's a, there's a Thor Dark World every once in a while. I almost kind of because someone originally when he said the first thing, they tweeted like, "Did he only ever watch Thor the Dark World?" <laughs> yeah. And like, there's yeah. Just but, picked a random one. It just so happened to be Thor the Dark World. He only watched Thor the Dark World. They, I <laughs> have my it's issues not, with certain Marvel, Marvel movies. <laughs> I think picked some of them don't have nearly <laughs> as much emotion as some of the other ones. But for the most part, they've been pretty good, and I think they're good blockbusters for people to take in. And every once in a while, we're gonna get some something like Endgame that I think completely changes the game by being very ending it. invigorating <laughs> and ending it ending the game. but being very invigorating and very emotional mm-hmm. I don't agree with them on there but that's just an opinion and even when he originally said it my whole thing was oh, another old man mar- mad at Marvel because we've heard the same th- it's not just blockbusters are getting mad at it's specifically the MCU and every time I hear it I'm like it just seems like you're mad at them because they're popular. And I'm not saying because their movies are being overshadowed. I'm saying because people just tend to hate the popular thing. But they're allowed their opinion. What I can't help, though, is when he starts talking about the theaters falling apart and that people are losing access to movies. I'm like, dude, there are more movies made than ever before from so many walks of life, from so many different filmmakers. And there's more access, if anything. And the blockbusters, yeah, I I get it. I hate when people only see them, the blockbusters, but that's been like that for years. And Mm -hmm. also... The blockbusters are just better now. And people seem to be choosing them better because a lot of the movies that are shit, people tend to not go see it. Men in Black did not do well. Terminator Dark Fate is not doing that well mm-hmm. right now. The Transformers series ended because the fifth one did not make money. X-Men. The Marvel movies are good, and they've been making money. Aquaman was kind of good, and it made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Jumanji was 
I think, entertaining I like and made that. a lot of money. So what I'm saying is that, yeah, of course these blockbusters don't have the same emotional impact of something like Eighth Grade, which is a smaller movie, <laughs> or of <laughs> Martin Scorsese's Silence, you know? But yeah. the thing is, the people that are, you know, seeing only a few blockbusters, because they are expensive, we didn't add any of that to Martin Scorsese's op-ed, by the way, but at least they're taking in movies that are actually good. Like, think about that. Like, like Star Wars. Every, <laughs> I mean, I know people who only see a few movies every year, but when they tell me which ones they saw, I'm like, you know what? You saw good ones, at least. You Thank chose God. wisely. And every once in a while, you have Fast and Furious, which is just dumb and fun. And what I'm saying, though, is I can't help but read it and think, it's just an old man who's terrified of the future. Okay, boomer. And I, yeah, I can't help it, but I heard the same thing from George Lucas and Spielberg in 2014, they did an interview and said basically the exact same thing. He said, so many of these movies are going to flop that you're only going to have a few blockbusters in the future to even see in theaters. And all the independent theaters are going away. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I know I can only take Duluth into account, but Duluth has just gained a theater yeah. <laughs> in the last year that started showing kind of, not, you know, classic cinema, but also modern stuff. So but, far, it's, it's all been, like, right now, it's showing Zombieland 2. Too, so right. I don't know. But they're doing a whole thing next month month where they're showing like older classics and such yeah. North Shore Theater has been showing classics mm-hmm. for like the last year and we have Zigma and oh, I, I'm, that's just Duluth if only someone is. would show Jojo Rabbit yeah that was the op-ed by the way I don't know I didn't mean to talk about but you know talk, but tying into Star Wars Star Wars kind of started that whole thing and I don't think it was the worst thing ever because yeah. I think it at least started the trend of better blockbusters because before that it was movies that didn't really appeal to everyone not that every movie needs like to James appeal to James Bond and westerns. Well, just kind of the, you know, the 70s was filled with anti-hero stuff and um, kind of more dry films, sad films. Taxi Driver. I mean, and that doesn't make my list, but good movie, but mm-hmm. definitely not the same as Star Wars, but you really think People need hope. You think millions of people, people are going to new hope. Are millions of people <laughs> going to go see Taxi Driver? No. And even if you, if it's the only movie in theaters and it's like considered the blockbuster of the year, people are not going to enjoy it as much because it's not going to work for everyone on the same level. Star Wars mm-hmm. works for everyone. And who's going to buy a Taxi Driver action figure? <laughs> How is Taxi Driver going to make money? Beyond? I don't know. I could see like some toys of like that flip out gun that that Travis Bickle has. Like you know, like, now that you say, I kind of want a Travis Bickle like action figure. <laughs> Uh, anyway, a Palatine action figure. Palpatine? I always think it's funny that the senator, like the person running for government in that movie, his name is Palatine, and every time I see it, I'm like, Palpatine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I was at work today, and I was thinking of a theory hmm. about Star Wars. Well, maybe later. Yeah, maybe later. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about clockwork number one. My number one's clockwork. Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange. <laughs> I started what? coughing a little and then I stopped it, but it messed up my words. Cockroach Orange. <laughs> Cockroach Orange. Cockroach Orange. That's your number one? Yeah. It's great. It almost made my top orange, five. Right? What? Someone with the talking orange? No. What did you say? It almost made my. It was that. My, my fifth spot was a tie pretty much between Apocalypse Now, Clockwork Orange, and. Um, Pale Rider, which is a western. But yeah. keep t- talking about um, it. I saw it for the first time this year, I want to say. This year or late last year. 
and I wanted to see it for such a long time, but I didn't know where to find it, and it just popped up on Netflix one day. So oh, I you watched own it. Him? I yeah, I bought it. Yeah. Um, it's real good. Real. Good. It wasn't exactly what I was expecting. I managed to avoid. I mean, not that there's really any spoilers that I can think of because mm-hmm. it's such a crazy movie, but I managed to avoid pretty much every plot point, so I had no idea what was going to happen, except for the one scene where he's singing, uh, mm-hmm. singing in the rain. I knew that was happening, but I didn't know when it was going to pop up. I didn't know what was going to happen around it, and it was think, real good. Do you think I would like it? I think so. Yeah. You would. <laughs> I would? Yeah. If you pay attention, I think you would. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if you were like, I'll watch it, but like, I'll also be on my phone, you probably wouldn't. Yeah. But if you like watch it, I think you'd be like, what is this movie? Like, if you so. watched it, like we watched Terminator last night, you'd like it. I love Terminator. Like, it's immediately <laughs> good, but it draws you in as like a what is this type yeah. of draw you in. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know what you're getting into. No, I can't Are relate it to anything. Yeah, no, I'm not really subtle no. either. You're just like, what is going on? It's, I even I had to watch it with subtitles on because like the language they use mm-hmm. is nuts. Like I didn't, I watched ten British? minutes. It's yeah. weird. If it got remade, I would like to see a director like Denis Villeneuve take it, like. And do something like he did with Blade Runner twenty forty nine with it, but doing Clockwork Orange, I think he could do something really so is there out like a there. Gang movie? There's a gang in it. Yeah, it's not like <laughs> I don't know what it's about. Genuinely, don't it's know not like you've seen. You've seen Freedom Riders. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that flip Ice Age. So <laughs> the meltdown? I've only seen the meltdown. No, <laughs> continental drift, the best one. <laughs> um, I think you guys would like the Warriors. I really want to see it. Do you have it? I have a Blu-ray. I'd like to borrow it. Okay. What was the name of the fifth Ice Age? Continental, continental drift. drift. No, no, there was. There was oh, a, is it the one with space? There's like a. Yes, yeah, space. space. Ice Age. Ice Age. The meltdown. meltdown. Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Oh, Continental Drift. Oh, okay. Uh, There's another one. Uh, Pirates. Um, Deep Impact? Yeah. No, wait. (laughs) Maybe. Isn't it? It's like the asteroid hitting, and it's like space-like. It's It's like... Because the squirrel's in space. I remember seeing stuff about it. Yeah, I don't know. They do so many iterations of it melting, and they never... It never melts all the way. I remember this. Like, it came out, like, two years ago. Death of the Dinosaurs. Or three years ago, anyway. And, um... I I don't know. Collision course. Collision Collision course. course. Deep impact. (laughs) (laughs) Armageddon. Hunter, it looks like you're last in the Ice Age, Pearl Harbor. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So, can you guess what it is? I feel like Justin has an idea. I, I said it's last and least. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Okay. Um, your 70s movie? Yeah. Last one? I don't even know. My favorite. Oh, dude. Uh, I, I feel like Justin would have a leg like, up Can you give me a year at least? Like, exact year? Uh, you give me a title, but don't tell anyone else. <laughs> also, it was dis- Actually, I know what it is. Never mind. It's 1979, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Ridley Scott? Yeah. Yeah. Rocky okay. 2. This was easy. Yeah, Ridley Scott, Rocky 2. <laughs> Um, my favorite movie from the 70s is Alien. Alien. Got it. <laughs> good work, Zach. Um, Alien, got it. Yeah, it's real freaking good. Uh, Ridley Scott was like one of the first 
directors that I liked. Ripley is the main character in Alien. Ridley Scott is the director. What's the name? Her name is just Ripley. Or not Rowan. Ray. What's her name? Ray. What's her name? Leia. Oh. I was thinking of her when you guys said Ridley Scott. No. She was in something in the. Okay, so Ridley Scott is a man, (laughs) and he is the director. Ripley is the female protagonist in the Alien movies. Too many R names. I know. Bye. Uh, freaking. Oh, it's uh. Space for an animal. Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver. Oh, the voice of um, Zool. <laughs> I am no, Zool. Ridley Scott. I I got like when I first started getting into movies, like my dad really liked Gladiator, and I realized that he also directed Robin Hood, which I liked that that Russell Crowe remake. Was he just um, really into Russell Crowe? My dad yeah. was yeah, big Russell Crowe fan. <laughs> Uh, and then I don't know what I would have watched after that. Oh, probably uh, Black Hawk Down. Um, no, <laughs> but Tom Hardy is. Uh, and oh yeah, I've seen that. I kind of was like, oh okay, what else did this guy do? Um, and eventually, you know, I loved the Alien movies, but I'd only seen like a lot of like Aliens, and then like Alien Resurrection, and then the Alien vs Predator movies. Uh, and I bought Alien from a pawn shop and just absolutely loved it the whole way through. I was never really scared in it. Like, I wasn't... I didn't feel like I was being horrified because it was a horror movie, even though it was supposed to. Yeah, not like Terminator style, but, like, um, I was... Because, like, in that point, I was really getting into, like movies and really liking practical effects and that movie is just loaded full of practical effects where basically it's a ton of like the inside of this it's like this massive spaceship but there's only like six passengers and so you feel claustrophobic but also like this huge expanse you know um and then the alien itself is like kind of a neat puppet where it's like sometimes it's like a dude in a suit and then sometimes it's like a mechanical puppet and um, but the story is really cool following Ripley around this ship and then you learn about kind of like the mythology of like the alien species you know and like how it evolves into like this weapon but what's really cool is like they go into like the whole like there's an android on board and they go into like this whole like who's running the show you know because it's like funded by like this big corporation but it's just really cool really 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 well done movie all the way through that's funny that portion of the movie i always kind of forget just because and it becomes like one of the biggest things in the series yeah but i always forget about it because like the movie doesn't even need it like Mm -hmm. it really doesn't it's i still think it works just as like a Mm -hmm. basically a slasher movie in space but then they add that extra bit and i'm like man this makes the movie even better because Mm -hmm. now there's like even more context to this yeah it's like it makes it even creepier it gives it a lot of like backstory Mm -hmm. that movie is filled with like stuff that happened previously that Mm -hmm. you wouldn't like it's i'm amazed at like a movie that probably it could have been a one-off movie but they Mm -hmm. have so much stuff they're like wow this took place before then and when did that ship get here and what is this and yeah, it kind of it drops you into the middle of the story like Star Wars. Like mm-hmm. it's not like a 
like Prometheus it's like oh this is how this trip got funded and you know all that this is what we're looking for here it's just like oh we have a just we're getting woken up because we got a distress call you know but I I really like Blade Runner and Blade Runner does that too where it's like it has like this like side stories that don't really matter to the main story you know but it makes the movie different enough to you know I don't know it's cool I like it do you think it needed James Franco on a little TV monitor video. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember Alien Covenant? Definitely not. Like, <laughs> definitely didn't need his name in like the <laughs> opening credits. And James Franco. And you're like, really? And James it's, Franco. Like, shows up to <laughs> die. Alien, Alien Covenant. Covenant. Like, James Franco isn't even in the movie. Dude, really. like, <laughs> they, they show a dead corpse and they're like, there's James Franco. Yep. And then they watch him. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like burning alive in like a, a coffin. And then... There's a little short, like, 20-second video on, like, an iPhone of him, and that's, like, And she's like, oh, it. I miss him. And it's like, so do I. I literally missed him. Is was he it, in this movie? Yeah. Was, was, wasn't that James Franco? <laughs> well, that's the thing is, like, they advertise it, like, James Franco and Danny McBride, and you're like, what? The guy's from Pineapple Express? <laughs> and then, <laughs> like, Danny McBride's in it, a huge deal, and then James Franco's in it, like, not at all. <laughs> Seth Rogen's in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the he's the voice of mother of the spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost to our, done with our journey. <laughs> All right, there's Alien though. Anything else? It's a good movie. You guys should watch it. Worth it. I don't know if you all wanted to go over your lists again. I guess yeah. we usually do that. So and then and then we'll list off some like honorable mentions, something that didn't get on there. Yeah. Um, number five is Rocky. Number four is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Number three is A Clockwork Orange. Number two is... Actually, no. It's actually... Number three was Jaws. Number two is A Clockwork Orange. And number one was Star Wars. I did a little flip around before we started. Did you do flip around? Uh, my number five was Robin Hood, the Disney animated film. Uh, number four is Life of Brian. Number three is Willy Wonka. Number two is Blazing Saddles. And number one is Star Wars. It's almost all comedies. Yeah. This is cool. Yeah, Alright, number five was Halloween. Four was Willy Wonka. Three was Star Wars. Two was Rocky Horror Picture Show. And one was A Clockwork Orange. We didn't really talk about Halloween even though we did an episode on it. Yeah, we did a whole episode. Refer back to that episode. <laughs> um, my number five favorite was Apocalypse Now. Then Willy Wonka, Rocky, Network, and Alien. I was happy to throw some shine on Network. Really like that nice. one. Honorable mentions? Yeah, um, I'm actually interested in that. Well, I guess of movies that nobody mentioned, if we can think of any. Um, I think the 1978 Superman is still a very mm-hmm. good movie that still holds up today. And it's like the original like blueprint for how you do a superhero movie Mm -hmm. enjoyable as hell um probably would have made my top five had it not been for other films Mm -hmm. um the godfather (laughs) nobody brought up the godfather it was close on my list it'd be my top 10 but not my top five i really do need to give Uh, them another watch carrie grease have you seen carrie i have seen carrie it's a good one grease I hate Grease. Uh, Grease is okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love how cheesy it is. Yeah. 
There's another movie where pe- I think people make fun of it because they're like, oh, it's so cheesy. But I'm like, I think it's trying to be that. I think mm-hmm. It knows what it's doing. I feel like theater nerds take it seriously, though. I feel like... But, like, the average viewer, like me or you, are like, oh my gosh, this is cheesy. I love people it. People really dig the music in it, which it, it does mm-hmm. have good songs. It is catchy. Uh, Muppet movie? Oh, <laughs> the first Muppet movie the is first one. damn funny still. And still <laughs> very... Like, some of the effects, you wouldn't think, I mean, for a Muppet movie, mm-hmm. but, like, the effects that they pull off in that movie have still aged, like, yeah. some of the best from the, the 70s. Movie. It's good. I mean, if you... It's, it's not the Muppet kind of It kind of right? became exactly what all the other Muppet movies are like. It's not the Muppet King. No, it's just called the Muppet movie. Okay. And that's the one where, you know, it's like... It's kind of like their original backstory about how Kermit made it to Hollywood mm. and I don't know there's this what was, whole what was the one that came out in like 2000 2011 was just The no, Muppets no not that one uh, there was two like th- kids when we were kids you're talking about Kermit's Swamp Years yeah, yeah. that <laughs> one takes place before the Muppet movie Thank you for reminding me of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never seen it. I just remember... Okay, I remember putting in my tape of Stuart Little 2. And they showed a trailer. They showed a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Kermit Swamp Ears. And there's, like, other frogs. <laughs> uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Of course, mm-hmm. great, great, great movie. Mm-hmm. Would have been my top ten. Haven't seen it, but Dawn of the Dead... <laughs> Uh, yeah, Fist of Fury. I have to admit, I also have not gotten to Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Enter the Dragon, great Bruce Lee I haven't movie. Haven't seen that one. Like, I've seen any Bruce Lee movies I, I can think of. Well, Enter the Dragon's a good one to start out with. That's like what brought martial arts mm-hmm. movies to America, and it is like it is the martial arts movie. That podcast with Quentin Tarantino, he talks about how he, when he was living in LA, he saw like every single movie that came out. And then for one year, he went back to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And when he went back to L.A., because he was in Tennessee, he, wasn't, he couldn't go to the, the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Like, he went back and everyone was talking about um, Enter the Dragon. And, like, that was, like, the one movie he didn't see that everyone was talking about. So it was the only time in his life <laughs> where everyone knew something about a movie that he didn't know about. Like, even what as a is kid. it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. um... That's kind of funny. Like, the man of movies couldn't see a movie that yeah. everyone else had seen. He said seen. it was, like, years before he got to see it for the oh, first geez. time. And by then, the, the like... The hype had died. There was the hype had died, and he was like, I seen it! And no one's like, I don't <laughs> care. Like, oh, um, Pumping Iron, the documentary yeah, the, about... The Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger That was a 70s iron. documentary? It was. Oh, because he was He's Mr. Mr. Universe yeah. or whatever. Uh, up in Smoke. The Cheech and Chong comedy that I have not seen yet. Really? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's like the one uh, comedy duo I haven't seen any of their movies. Any? Uh, Dirty Harry. What was that? Dirty Harry. Yeah. Uh, that's another movie I haven't seen, actually. Um, was Vacation, was that a 70s movie? Or was that early mm-hmm. 80s? That was 1980, 80s. I think, exactly. Okay. Um... But Animal House, I think, was 1978, mm-hmm. which is a great movie, yeah. funny, and uh, that has a couple offensive moments in itself. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I actually haven't seen Animal House yet. I should. I'm it's like, not as funny as the Monty Python movies, so don't get excited. Uh, the animated The Hobbit movie. <laughs> <laughs> the animated The Lord of the Rings movie. Blackula. 
Yeah, Scream, Blackula Scream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the Hammer Horror, uh, well, not all of them. I think a lot of them came out during this time, though, the Hammer Horror Dracula films. Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Of course. The best of um, all of them. <laughs> three, so here's three movies that I have not seen that I really want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have them, I would love to borrow them. I have not seen Westworld. I would love to see that. I really want to watch the original. This is nineteen seventies movie. Are you about to say the Logan's Run? No, that was on Netflix. Is it still on Netflix? I have no idea, but I own the movie. I've yet to watch it. I haven't seen that. I would definitely want to watch that. To watch that. Um, Soylent Green. I don't even haven't seen it. I've I've heard a lot of people talk. Heard about it? I've heard of it. It's like on the most people's like dystopian future list. It's like top five. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one. It's also another obscure one: A Boy and His Dog. Which a ton of movies are like based off of, mm-hmm. like a lot, like pretty much all Fallout's based off of it. Yeah, we kind of didn't even also bring up that there was a lot of dystopian. Yeah, I uh, forgot Mad Max made during the seventies. <laughs> that was as in well, my top ten list. Where it was Mad kind Max. of like a warped version of the future, um, and we also had a lot of um, not just oh, what am I trying to think of. Oh, uh, disaster movies, which haven't really aged well, but there were there was a big disaster boom at the time. Mm. I remember there was a book at Floodwood High School that was from the 70s mm. that was talking about the disaster genre, and it was like written in 1972, and they're mm. like, the disaster genre is about to take off. It might be as big as the Western genre. Mm. And I was like, mm. that was a weird prediction for this book to make, given that it went through all the other genres yeah. and talked about how they only lasted like a couple years, and then talked about it like this could be as big as the Western genre. And I was like, this book was made right before Star Wars came out. Yeah. <laughs> but, nice call. Um, Tower Inferno, I think, came out during that time. And uh, the oh, what's that other... A bunch of, just a bunch of disaster movies that everyone has forgotten about at this point. Um, I believe Smoking the Bandit is a 70s film, mm-hmm. uh, which, good movie. Burt Reynolds is mm-hmm. just... Watch that one with Chris Johnson too, <laughs> which makes sense. I feel it's probably what one about, of his favorites. What about Gator? <laughs> what was that? Gator. Gator. I've never heard of Gator. Oh, that's another Burt Reynolds movie. How about Silent Night, Bloody Night? <laughs> no. The, okay, now we're getting into movies. Every which way, Belus. Well, I, I feel like that's enough uh, honorable mentions. Nope, nope. The outlaw, Josie Wills. I'm just gonna read a random one: Black Mamba, White Mamba. Nice. Oh, wait, black black mama, white mama. Sorry, that's the one <laughs> with the girl from uh, Jackie Brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to talk about movies that I've specifically seen from that big horror movie box set, we have the worst movie I've actually ever seen. I actually think this is the worst movie I've ever seen. It's called Slash Dreams from 1975. <laughs> worst movie ever. Star Odyssey, which is a Star Wars ripoff that's kind of funny. It's about a suicidal robot, or at least he's in the movie. Uh, Dr. Jekyll and the Werewolf. We have Guru the Mad Monk. Uh, the Werewolf of Washington. And uh, Land of the Minotaur. Dr. Uh, it's originally called Dr. Tar's Tortured Dungeon, also known as the Mansion of Madness. Hmm. <laughs> Devil Times 5. Drive-In Massacre, which is a fun movie. If you guys just want to see kind of a buddy cop movie that is hmm. really cheesy. Silent Night, Bloody Night, which is lame. And uh, also the Mel Brooks movie that nobody really ever talks about. Silent movie, movie. which yeah. is pretty funny, especially if you know who Marcel Marceau is. <laughs> and... Uh, Escape from the Planet of the Apes, which is 
my favorite of the Planet of the Apes sequels. Because hmm. um, that's the one where they come to modern times, and they're like actually real cool at yeah. first, and then everyone they think they did something wrong, so then everyone tries to kill them, mm-hmm. and they actually succeed. It was kind of a sad movie, actually. Yeah, it's it, I I like that one actually. That was a good a one. I remember binging all the Planet of the Apes movies in like one day. Mm-hmm. And did you know? Yeah. Did you know Sylvester Stallone was in a wrestling movie? What was it called? Paradise Alley. Do you know that Sylvester Stallone was in a porn movie? Is it also called Paradise Alley? <laughs> that might be the one. It's called Rocky's Rockies. <laughs> Anyways, there we go. There's the 70s. Nice. If there's anything we missed, I'm sure there's a lot. Apple dumping game. I'm sure there's going to be people. Oh, wait, I've over. actually seen that one. That Sam. sounds familiar. Sam. Oh, yeah. Sam watch it all the time. Is that a 70s? Yeah. Is that a movie or a it's TV show? It's not nuts. Show? It's a movie. 1975. A Disney movie. I forgot about watching that. Apple Dumpling Gang. Feel bad we didn't talk about Jaws two at all. Yeah. <laughs> the Apple Dumpling Gang. There it is. Well, when Jaws six comes out, I'll be damned. The People versus Jaws. We're gonna do last movie on Earth. Sure. Yeah. Oh, we sound excited over there. What's the last movie? Oh yeah. Well. What was the last movie on my earth? Okay. Fun one. Hunter usually explain the rules, so if you wanna. Yeah. So, every episode we like to play a game called Last Movie on Earth. Uh, We basically try and guess the last movie that we each saw. We'll take turns describing the movie um, with a description based off of Netflix or Letterboxd or something. and we guess it, and whoever guesses it right gets a point. Whoever doesn't, or basically whoever doesn't have their movie guessed, gets two points. And these points get added to an ongoing ongoing score, episode to episode, which will reset in the new year um, with a grand winner. Oh yeah. Um, we what, have, what are the scores, yeah, Justin? You have the scores here, which are uh, Zach is at forty-six, Chloe is at fifty, Justin is at sixty-two. And Hunter is at 74. So, whoop the freaking do Have you guys been listening to the last few episodes at all? I haven't. Justin put over, he puts over this, like, really, like, thematic music. (laughs) (laughs) It's really, not, like, out of tone, like, but now I really like it. Really, (laughs) like, it does set, especially the last episode, like, however, I, like said the rules it like fits so like <laughs> dramatically yeah. to the I music I, I only listen to my podcast really when i work in the morning and i mm-hmm. work in the morning alone. it's pretty it's pretty cool because it's like the whole me the whole episode like every once in a while throwing like a movie trailer just like the sound of it and then but most of the episode is just us talking and then out of nowhere it's like this big thematic music while i read off rules for this game <laughs> it's okay. pretty good I, th- I think I'm going to start because y'all be fighting for whoever you'd say it first. So, one year after their incredible adventure, the group returns to the magical world to aid a young prince whose life has been threatened by the evil... Chronicles of Narnia and Prince, Prince Caspian. Who said it first? I started with the Chronicles of Narnia. Prince Caspian. 
Entrepreneur in the Caspian. Aren't you glad that she defended you and <laughs> made sure Zach can have he it. needs the points? Yeah, I, Zach I, can have I, it. I wrote it for you already. It's too late. It's too late. It's in the past. Plus, you were saying Chronicles of Narnia first. Yes, Prince Caspian. What'd you think? It's, it's, it's not it's, as good as it, the first one. Yeah, it's not. But it's it's as a critic would say, it doesn't have the magic of the first movie, whereas see, okay. it literally feels like it takes place I, in a random field. See, I have yeah. it, it's not as good once you add more people. I think the only issue with the movie is that it. I think it takes a lot of time. It takes a long time for the movie to actually get going. They have all this backs... Well, other this, they have this other storyline going on with Prince Caspian, which is interesting, but it's only half the movie. And you have this other half where it's just like the Pensavives family mm-hmm. who's just looking around the old Narnia and they're like look we used to be here but now it's all falling apart the Pensavives how, how do you say Pe- their Pe- name I was, I was like what the hell is he saying God, oh Pevensey <laughs> okay I don't know why I have such trouble with their names but like anyway they, so they're, they're checking out Narnia and it's like we spend a lot of time doing that and it's really boring yeah. and but until once they kind of meet up with Prince Caspian, it gets better. I like that Is the it? movie has more murder in it. I like that it, <laughs> significantly more murder. I in like this that one, yeah. the battle sequences are actually kind of like, wow, this is this is actual brutal. battles. Yeah. Like There's the battle sequence. I don't really like Prince Caspian. How many murders happen? I it, I don't know. I just like the first. I only like the first. One. <laughs> I mean, you're not alone. A lot of people. Like, I don't like more people in it. A lot it's of people didn't like. I don't. It's I don't a, like any more humans. Thing is, it's a book. <laughs> they know, can't like I know, just. I know, I know. Could we just write out this whole guy, Prince Caspian? Here's it's called Prince Caspian. I did find that all the. <laughs> I did like all the new characters though. Like and even like the little mouse guy who was like, oh, this is gonna be the worst, but he was actually great. I like the new mm-hmm. characters, but I think it's more an issue with what I've heard is that the books, it, the first one's a good book, and the rest of them are kind of books. Yeah, that's oh, what, I don't that's know. That's what I've heard. I know you would say different. Most but I'm kids from- like the that one, the Chronicles of Narnia, language in the wardrobe. But most people I know that I've met, like almost everyone has a favorite, different favorite book. I feel like that like, like, first one. Like Harry Potter. Not everyone likes the one. Right. They all... They tend to congregate around a couple. Okay. Like Goblet of like, Fire. Goblet of Fire. I feel like the Narnia books, people are a lot more spread out. Like, Yeah. Like, like a lot of people like Goblet mm-hmm. of Fire and Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. Whereas in Narnia, I feel like it's it's not evenly spread, but it's a lot more yeah. evenly spread out. I just think that the first movie had a better balance of story for all the characters as well, and like it, it felt like it was based on a source material that had a lot of detail in it. Mm-hmm. This one, not as much. It just feels like they do have to leave a lot of stuff out, like most books, yeah, and movies. It, and like I said, the first thirty minutes feel oddly nostalgic for a movie that at the time only came out three years before. Mm-hmm. Like it's if it's weird, and they spent a lot of time doing it. And the villain's lame, and they have the witch show up, which I know is not in the book. And they just kind of have her show up, and I'm like, this scene's kind of weird mm-hmm. and pointless. But other than that, though, I, I actually did I did enjoy it, and the battle sequence kind of saved it for me because I was like, this battle sequence actually is kind of worth it. It mm-hmm. looks very I like the colored palette of the movie, and I don't know, it was weird that Peter Dinklage was in the movie because then you're I was kind of thinking of Game of Thrones while watching it, and then you're like, oh, there's Peter Dinklage. I'm like, mm-hmm. what are, I want to know if the Game of Thrones guys watched this movie at any point. I know a lot of it's Lord of the Rings, but this movie too, I'm like, 
Because mm-hmm. it's definitely got more of a grit to it than the first one, which I liked. But mm-hmm. obviously, I agree with everyone. I said, well, it's, no, it's not even. I like the first one. That's probably not nearly as close. The first one visually looks better. I think it's more magical. The second one, I like a lot of the. I like the story of like the kids as helpers. But the main character being Prince Caspian, that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Where it like moves to a different. It's almost like Star Wars, like how, like Episode Seven, like you have new characters, but the old characters are like supporting characters now. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that about Prince Caspian, yeah. how they're supporting characters. But cool. What was your star rating? Uh, I'd probably give it three out of five. To be simple, Zach. <clears throat> Moi. Okay. In this animated adventure, Chipmunks, Elvin, <laughs> or in this animated adventure, <laughs> Elvin and the Chipmunks. Chipwrecked. <laughs> animated. Elvin has uh, werewolves on the mind. Chipmunks meet the werewolf? After being haunted by a creepy <laughs> nightmare, he's convinced that his eerie next door neighbor, Mr. Talbot, has a monster secret. What's he and his brother, Simon, investigate shy sibling Theodore, who has been. Reluctantly cast in the school production of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, finds his inner monster after being attacked by a strange dog. But it's called something like Ch- The Chipmunks Meet the Werewolf, because they made like two animated movies. One was Frankenstein, and the other one was The Werewolf. But it's what is it actually. This is a feature length movie? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it is. Uh, I had it on VHS. I know I have fond memories about. of watching it. Huh. Chloe, can you think of the title? Because I literally can't. Do you have something there? Does it start with Alvin and the Chipmunks? Yeah. Chipmunks Meet the Werewolf? Uh, Squirrels mean Alvin and the Chipmunks meet. You already guessed, didn't you? Yeah, but what is it? Hunter didn't guess yet. Yeah, I did. I said chipwreck before you even finished. So mad. Why is it one word? Alvin and the Chipmunks meet the Wolfman. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Of course. Wow. I love this movie. (laughs) I was trying to find a better. Claude Rains, best known for his role in the Wolfman, not the Werewolf. I could have thought of that. Yeah. That's why I thought you'd be well, mad. Fine, I guess. No, but I'll give him. I'll give the music points. is actually really good. <laughs> so, star rating for that movie? Three. Yeah, three. We've favorite. never talked about Jean Claude Van Damme's movies. In Elvin and the Chipmunks. Ever. <laughs> that is a random thing to bring up. <laughs> yeah, I just know why I just thought of it. I don't know why you're so disappointed. <laughs> we'll get the Street Fighter sometime. Yeah. Because that's his best one, obviously. Lionheart. <laughs> Universal Louis. Soldier. Okay. <coughs> Alright. A married couple with a rocky past adopt a child to fill the void. Orphan. Ah. Right, This is how every single of Chloe's movies start. <laughs> a couple with a rocky past adopt a child. <laughs> Alright, tell me something I don't know. <laughs> Yep. 2001. Stop it. 2009. Oh. You're always in the year. All right. We need to seriously plan a. What was it? Not a Chloe Horror Chloe's Hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Creep Corner or whatever. You know, I. Uh, we need to plan an episode. I, I didn't like. I didn't like the ending of Orphan. I don't like you. Well, <laughs> like, you didn't like the fact that she's like a 30 year old woman? But looks like a child, yeah. and I was like, "All right, what? Okay, what pedophile wrote this?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, Hold on, there's actually something really creepy going on right now. There's a case where this couple adopted 
what they thought was a child, and now they're finding out. It's not out. a child? No, they're finding out it that was it's a actually like a 33-year-old woman who has, like, I don't know if it's dwarfism or something, but she looks like a child. Benjamin Button syndrome. But she's 33? Yeah. So it's weirdly similar to Orphan. But so she's like a child, but she's like, I'm going to do my taxes. She, she did act like a child, but then, like, somehow, through, like, medical records or something, they started discovering that she wasn't a child. Hmm. So what did they do with her? I don't know. I have... It, we haven't gotten there yet. It's they just told her to leave? <laughs> You're welcome to go home whenever you want, <laughs> Meredith. No, it's like an ongoing investigation. That's who's documenting this. One of my YouTubers I watch. Did, did, like, so did like did they say one day and then they were like, wait a minute, I'm not a child? They were like <laughs> they were like going through a room and they found a Dave and Buster's like membership card or something. Honey, did what? you think it was a little You're not old enough to go on Dave and Buster's? Honey, did you think it was weird that you stayed eight years old for the last thirty years? Because like, then think about it. She's just like She's just like got a pack of camels. You're not old enough to smoke. Wait, okay. So what happened once they found out? What investigation? They don't kick her out. All the specifics. They just keep her. Well, I don't remember all the specifics, but like it's weird. It's very convoluted. So I think the parents are trying to say that it's a child, but like doctors and other people who know her from early in her life are like. That's a thirty-year-old woman. Hmm. So they, so they want her. Yeah, they want her. That's weird. She's just. What she's pedophile like, wrote this news story? <laughs> she's just like Bill Clinton was my favorite president. There's <laughs> <laughs> something weird about you, Meredith. I don't know what it is. It's like they go see the new Lion King. They're like, huh, I remember having memories of seeing the 1994 one in yeah. the theaters, and they're like, they're like, wait, yeah, but. Yuck. Oh, have you played that Lion King Aladdin game on Switch yet? Bro, I don't own that yet. What are you talking about? It's a crossover game. Eventually. Hunter, you're the last one. Cool. It's been ten years since John Connor saved Earth from Judgment Day, and he's now living under the radar. Rise of the Machines. Terminator Rise of the Machines. Salvation. You said Rise of the Machines first. And then I said Terminator Rise of the Machines. (laughs) You already kind of said earlier that you didn't dig it. Did you watch the worst one? Well, no, I've been working my way through. I've been kind of jumping around. I watched one and two, and then... It's the only two I want to I watched Dark Fate, and then Genesis, and then Rise of the Machines. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to watch Salvation this week. Fourth one behind your back. Fourth one's not bad. Third one behind your back. Don't you care. So, I've never liked this one. I did have the game for PS2, and the oh, game was like I forgot that really. Existed. It was like really challenging. Yeah. It wasn't like it didn't look good. It looked really bad, but it was like very like strategic, which was kind of cool. But the thing is, I played the game before I watched the movie, mm. and I watched the movie. And I'm like, this is not a good movie. This isn't like that at all. But hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Well. Two stars probably for Terminator 3, nice. which we'll get to next week. Or eventually. Eventually. Oh, no. If we even get to it. I mean, we got Dr. Sleep coming up, so. Yeah, yeah, right. But we'll, we'll, we'll you know, we'll work. We'll mm-hmm. work on it. Look um, forward to future episodes of Top 5 80s movies, which will be quite month? the trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then 90s. And then 10s. And then. <laughs> 
and then we'll the aughts and then the tens and then we'll try and incorporate a chloe horror hour creep corner and then we'll speculate um, about the 2020s. <laughs> yeah. Let's predict our favorite 2030s movies. Yeah. Yeah. Garfield Tale 4, Giddy. <laughs> Kill Bill 5. Pretty sure Richard Linklater is working on a movie right now that's being filmed over like 15 or 20 years or something like that. Boyhood? But it's not Boyhood, it's something else. Tweenhood. <laughs> Tweenhood. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that was the episode. Yeah. Nice. Um,. I tried to look up ahead of time if Jack Courtney was born in the 70s. He was not. He was born in the 80s. So, 86. So, yeah. He's 10 years younger than I So, we'll bring him up in the 80s episode then. But, thanks for listening, everyone. And, uh, I, I, well, anything else you guys want to say? <laughs> no. Hold on to your butts. Oh, uh, yeah. That's good 90s reference for the 70s. Anyway, um,. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, always, always beware, beware the cinema, the cinema swamp. swamp. Thanks for listening to this episode. So what would you think of our top fives? And do you have your own personal picks? What are your top five favorite 1970s movies? Leave a comment on this episode. Like our pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cinema Swamp. And remember, always beware of the cinema swamp.